WWJD Day 1. If you're looking for a bit more than just another post, I encourage you to skim over the other parts of the Bible study page, beginning with the pour out and the fill, and then return after you finish listening to complete the transition. For now, I'll pick up here with the beans or the background. At the beginning of Jesus's earthly ministry, he went around teaching, healing, and performing miracles. So as you can imagine, he began to develop quite a following. Towards the beginning of his earthly ministry, Jesus went up on a mountainside and delivered what is known as the Sermon on the Mount, which is part of five discourses on the Christian life. He touches on a wide range of topics, but the overarching idea is that God is a part of every single aspect of our lives. There is nothing that is separate from him, whether we know or acknowledge that or not. This week, we're going to look at just a few highlights from this sermon. The verse, Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 through 13. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they already received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your inner room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they are going to get heard because of their many words. Don't be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. The steam. What does this mean to me and how can I apply it to my life today? The single thing that God is concerned about when we pray is the status of our hearts. There are so many interpretations and lessons to be taken from this verse, and I pray that God lays a very specific one that you need to hear personally on your heart. But for me right now, what God laid on my heart is that going into my inner room, that means getting away and being alone with God in the places of my heart that I may not want to go. It means letting God into the secret places that I don't necessarily want to address, taking down the walls, and getting vulnerable. He simply wants our prayers to be genuine and real. Now, I'll be the first to admit that this can feel downright scary to share things with God that you try so hard to keep buried, to admit things you don't want to face up to, and to ask for help with issues that you don't want anyone to know about. But something that might help you is to remember that he already knows it all anyways. So by opening those places of your heart to him, you're not revealing anything that's going to make him not love you. You're simply asking him to help you through the tough stuff, which, by the way, he is anxiously waiting to do. And from experience, can I just say that the reward for this type of honest and genuine conversation far outweighs any uncomfortable feelings I've ever had with opening up. Now, I can hear your next question. How? How do I pray this type of vulnerable prayer 
Are there super theological big words I've got to use? Or do I kneel? Do I stand? Do I sit? Do I have folded hands or open palms? What do I do and what do I say? If you've ever had this question, you're not alone. Most of us come to times where we don't know how to pray, either because we feel like we just need the right words or simply because we can't quite identify what it is that's bothering us. So we don't know what to pray for. Jesus addresses that in today's verse by sharing an example of how to pray. Many of you know this prayer that Jesus taught as the Lord's Prayer and may have even grown up saying it. But to take things a step further than just rote memorization, let's look quickly at the components of it to give us a jump-off point to get started in praying. Now, I want you to note, you do not have to include all of this every time you pray. God hears you anytime you come to Him. This is just for reference. Praise. Praise Him for who He is. Purpose. He is in control. Acknowledge that He has the things planned out. He is at work. And ask Him to help you see what you're supposed to do. Petition. Give us what we need. List out those things you need help with and he will provide. Pardon. Forgive me when I screw up and help me to have the heart that's willing to forgive others. Protection. Protection from others and protection from myself. Help me to stay away from those things that cause me to slip up and make life harder for myself and those around me. Keep me focused on what's important. Learning to pray the right way is actually simple. You don't need the right words, the right prayer room, and you don't even need folded hands. All you need for prayer to work is a right heart, a heart that is open, honest, and ready to receive God's answers.